With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. Today it is day 38. Kiva, how are you doing today? 38. Yeah, you know. Should we just rename the podcast like infinite, you know, like, uh, you know, indefinite amount of days in, you know, it's 32 fans. Like we're done with the fans. There's no more fans. So it's still 32. Yeah, no more. Uh, By the way, in theory, like we had me, like you were the Vikings fan and I was a Jets fan, but then we had two more Jets fans. So in theory. We had 34 fans in 32 days. Oh, for including ourselves, you mean? Well, we are including ourselves. Oh, you're saying so you don't count as a Vikings fan. I don't count as a Jets fan. So we had two. We had Jets 32 extra. guests. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So we did have 32 guests. That's well, no, hold on. We had 31. Why? I oh, know we had 32. Bad math. Do we have um, double for any other team? No, I don't think so. Um, but, um, you know, people who weren't in on podcasts on day one have asked the valid question. What does your name mean? Because uh, we don't explain it necessarily every day. And uh, for example, we got we got uh, one of our reviewers on iTunes where we got a five-star review from Harry Schaefer, a, uh, a Falcons fan. And he said, what is the 32-day reference? Is that the amount of time it'll take the Jets to be mathematically eliminated from the playoffs? Ooh, Zing. Shots fired. Yeah, uh, your team is 1-0, although so is his. Um, By the so, way, yeah, uh, so, so my I had them winning the division, and that's looking good. I, I'm feeling Atlanta? good about Atlanta, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll get to, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, so just to explain to people the, uh, the the gimmick of this podcast is that we started on August 11th and we went to September 11th, and in those 32 days, going into the NFL season, we had a preview of a different team every day, and we had 32 fans, as we said, not including ourselves, uh, to preview. So it was 32 fans in 32 days. That's where the name comes from. But you know, for now, based on uh, the demand of our fans. We have gone to a once a week podcast format. And what we're going to do usually, at least we're going to try, is we're going to guess the lines, uh, Cousin Sal and Bill Simmons style. Uh, this week uh, with the Jewish holiday and other complications, our podcast hasn't come out till Thursday night. And Akiva unfortunately saw the lines before he got a chance to make his picks. You but ever noticed going- that Bill Simmons and Cousin Sal are never like, oh, I accidentally saw, even like if it was one line, like, oh, I accidentally saw this one. They've never yeah. once admitted to seeing a line, which means they're both liars. Oh, for sure they're liars, yeah. So, but, they're not um, even good at it. Well, they both beat me badly this week. And Sal actually had the best week he's ever had. In I've been tracking them since 2010. Sal, the 16 games total was off 13 points, which is less than a point a game. And uh, he beat Bill and he beat you me. You should tweet that uh, at him. 
Yeah, in the head-to-head, to head, he won 10, Bill won 7, and I won 6, and I was the most games off as well. So I was way off this weekend, and we'll get into why I was. And basically, you know, the biggest the biggest warning after week one of the NFL season is do not overreact. And it seems like I overreacted in games where I should not have, and then games where apparently Vegas is overreacting, I did not overreact. So I was all over the board. But uh, let's get started right away, and we'll go through the games even if we're not guessing the lines, uh, each of us. And then we'll sort of talk about where each team did in week one. You so know what the Jets' magic game number is? <laughs> what is that, 15, I guess, right? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I don't no, not 15. The fifth, you know, Matt, it's Jets wins plus, like, you know, Patriots or Dolphins or Bills losses. So yeah, I think a lot more 15. than that. You think if the Jets win eight more? Oh, I guess. Yeah, I hear you. I guess is 15 it, for any of the. No, but it's not really 15 because there's three different teams. Well, it's 15 between the Jets and the Dolphins. It's 15 between the Jets and the Patriots. And it's 15 between the Jets and the Bills. Okay. What's the end you have a tough of, division there. And you have a the tough Vikings division. You're all 1-0. Number. Yeah. Well, we'll get, to, we'll get to that. But let's start Thursday night. Uh, okay. Tonight we have the Broncos going to KC. And this is one right off the bat where where I think Vegas totally overreacted. I had KC by one. I thought, you know, they, they, they looked good in week one. Uh, Denver, Peyton Manning, boy, he did not look good in week one. No, KC's going to destroy Denver. Wow. They're going to win by three touchdowns tonight. Okay. So, I mean, that's obviously a very hot take. Uh, the line is three, which means that Vegas is saying that these two teams are identical. Nobody thought these two teams were identical a week ago, right? I mean, we made endless fun of our Broncos. It's, the Chiefs are so boring, but then the season starts every year, and, like, they're pretty good for three months. Yeah, pretty good, but the Broncos are a Super Bowl contender every year. Again, listen, I'm I'm looking pretty good after last week. Maybe the Ravens defense is just incredible. But I mean, that did, you saw that game. It took 57 Payton, minutes for someone to get into the red zone, right? Yeah. Peyton looked very bad. In I wonder game. if that would have been the only game in NFL history where no one got in the red zone. I didn't see any stats like to confirm. Or there was a game a few years ago between I thought it was like the Browns and the Jets or something. Where where no one ever made it to the red zone. It was the game was like six to three or nine to six or something, and I thought nobody got past like the twenty three yard line or something like. Oh, that, that could but be. Yeah, so I'm sure it's happened in Foster. You're right. I uh, I remember I, a, a a game in the Rex Ryan era where the Jets did not allow the Bucks inside the their forty until like a last second, uh, like uh, roughing the passer penalty gave them fifteen yards and they hit like a fifty five yard field goal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, but the point is that the general consensus going into the season is that the Broncos were going to win, you know, at least 11 games and the Chiefs, you know, might be a playoff contender, might win nine or 10 games. Um, so this is my consensus though. I, have the Chiefs winning the division and the Broncos missing the playoffs. Yeah. Who cares what, what, you know, Skip Bayless is saying. Well, I don't think Skip Bayless, that's the, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if he's like still on television. I'm just saying like, listen to me. Yeah, so Kansas City Everything I said good. was right last week. By the way, Alex Smith still hasn't thrown a touchdown pass to a receiver. Oh, he it's did never going to happen. <laughs> good luck, Jeremy Macklin. Catch, he's going to catch 90 passes for zero touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, Keyshawn did that one year for Tampa, I think. Yes, and uh, Al Toon had uh, 88 or 90 catches for the Jets one year. Yeah, although he, scored, he did score a touchdown in the playoffs, uh, which right. didn't count. So you think Casey's going to win big this game? I'm really not sure what to think. I've gone back and forth in my pick. Um Initially, I picked KC. Then I switched to Denver because I think I'll just take the points because I can see anything happening. You know, Denver also used to have like they had three good receivers and a tight end. And now, like, 
you know, may, I mean, maybe Daniels is okay. I don't even know what he did last week, to be honest. But yeah, but you know my opinion about that. That's not true. They don't. Emmanuel Sanders is not a good receiver. He wasn't good at Pittsburgh. What he's the fine. No, no, he's a competent receiver. The, listen, the, point, if he, if he, the thing if he in the was NFL, on the Jets uh, or the Vikings, Chester, he'd be a you can either he's get open or you can't creation. get open. And Sanders can get open. Like you think, you think if he was on the Jets or the Vikings, he'd be anything? Of course, Pittsburgh, he wouldn't he be would, as good. Like he doesn't have Peyton Manning throwing the ball, but. He, There's a reason he signed for nothing in Denver and didn't get offers anywhere It's else. not like Eric Decker. I mean, he's not the number, you know, he, he's playing with a garbage team and he's Eric still. Decker's better. Eric Decker's a better football player than Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, I hear. Eh. I mean, Sanders is not bad. He's not bad, but he's a Peyton Manning creation. Yeah, but the, De- but the thing Thomas is they is don't legit. have, it's like they had the Wes Welker spot and now they don't have that and, or the, you know, or Decker and they, they just don't have like even a third option before they had four options. Again, I disagree. I think Peyton makes the options. I think that any receiver. Yeah. So then, let me see. It, let me see totally the slot receiver now catch ninety passes. Well, well. Again, the question is. By the way, the Jets have. Do you know what Jeremy Curley? Do you have any opinion on Jeremy Curley? I have no opinion on Jeremy. So Curley. he like he, he got he, a contract that makes no sense to me. Yeah, he did get a big contract, but he's only making like three point something million a year. Let me tell you, like Carolina should be beating. He only got one offensive snap for the Jets. He's their fifth receiver right now. Carolina, Denver should be beating the door down for Jeremy Curley because he'll go in the slot. And if he's your you know, number three receiver, he's going to you know crush every nickelback. Like his problem is that he's been the number one or the number two for the Jets the last few years. And for some reason, their coaching staff despises him. But he can really play. I'm telling you, if they're going to they clearly hate him. So they're going to cut him or trade him in the next couple of weeks because he's already complaining to the media. And he's going to go somewhere. And, and, you know, like if it's on a team where he doesn't have to be the number one guy, he's going to really play well. You heard it yeah, here look, first. I, 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 yeah, I think Cody Latimer's fine in Denver. Emmanuel Sanders, Demaris Thomas, they're all fine. Andre Caldwell is a, is a fine slot receiver. You know, Owen Daniels is a tight end who's you know done decent things in Houston with worse quarterbacks, although he's getting old. The and and, and then C.J. Anderson actually was outplayed by Ronnie Hillman last week, which is something that I've been predicting for a while because I'm a big Ronnie Hillman fan. Um, but um, I think they have a lot of uh, weapons. If Peyton Manning is Peyton Manning, and that's that's the biggest question. Their defense, by the way, looked really good against Joe. Yeah, Fox. their defense was great. I mean, the defense is yeah. good. They have well, two that's why KC's not going to win this game by three touchdowns. I don't know because KC could also like you know they could punch Peyton in the face. Here's the thing: the Denver's offensive line is really bad, so KC's front seven might be better than Baltimore's. You know, they go against these teams. There's a lot of really good front sevens in the AFC. A ton of them. Yeah. Look, Peyton just he can't miss receivers like he did yes uh last week. Well he doesn't have any time. Like he's he was very rushed. All right, well let's move to Sunday. Yeah. And um let's let's uh, start with the team that, that got embarrassed at home against the Chiefs and already has a quarterback controversy. Houston is going to Carolina and this line is three, which means again Houston and Carolina are both about the same. They're both about five hundred teams. That sounds fine. Um you know, Houston looked really bad at home at week one. They've already switched to Ryan Mallet now. Carolina, their defense looked good. It's hard to predict much. You know, they beat Jacksonville, who stinks. Yeah, I mean, to me, unless you really, really love, um, uh, you know, watching J.J. Watt, this is basically like a skip it game. It's totally unwatchable. Yeah, I mean, these aren't bad teams, but they're just sort of blah teams. Very blah. I mean, Carolina uh, look, is I'm, so boring. And I'm Houston, when they have the ball on offense, like, well, Kevin, is Arian Foster, a, is there a chance he plays in this game? No, 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 not yet. But they say he could be ready by the end of the month. But I think that um, – By the I'm way, everyone should have been drafting Arian Foster in their fantasy leagues. I got him in no, none of my five leagues. That's a huge mistake. Well, I tried it all my leagues, but the problem is I wasn't the only one with that idea. Um, all right. So Although the team I have Le'Veon game. Bell in, I'm already 0-1, and I'm like really patiently waiting his return. I, I really need him to come back. I'm going to be 0-3. Yeah. 
Well, but that's – yeah, that's what you do when you pick them. Okay, so now we have a game where there was a total overreaction based on week one, I think, and that's San Francisco at Pittsburgh. Uh, we didn't predict, are we predicting these games? Because we didn't say who's going to win the Houston Carolina oh. game. So, uh, you know, sure, if you want. I, I, I predict don't have a strong uh, nobody there. cares. Yeah. <laughs> if we're, but if we're keeping track for statistical purposes, I'll say the home team. I'll say Carolina. Are you picking against the spread or are you just picking straight winners and losers? Uh, I think we'll pick straight winners and losers here. Yeah, so in week one, we both – I went 11-5 and five against the spread in week one, which is pretty strong. I only went 10-6 and six, uh, heads up, which is – it's a, it's unusual to do worse heads up. Yeah, than, that is uh, very hard. I, I went five and one in the pick six. I didn't pick every single game against the spread, but in my confidence pool, we went uh, ten and six. So that's not you know anything. I wasn't super confident, and I didn't do well. In. For me, apparently, it was the opposite because in our pick six, I went I went two and four, even though I went eleven and five overall. And in my pick'em league, I won my confidence picks, which apparently means that my third through sixth confidence picks, I went zero for four on those. I don't know how that happens, but. Um, all right, so now we have San Francisco at Pittsburgh. This is another game where I thought the, the Vegas line is totally overreacting to week one. Pittsburgh is only favored by five and a half, which means that San Francisco would be favored if this was in San Francisco. Remember that four days ago, San Francisco was a home dog to the Vikings. And now they're getting – they're, I mean they'd be giving points to the Steelers. That, that doesn't make any sense to me. The Steelers – we're fine in week one. They lost by a touchdown to the defending Super Bowl champions at home, and we've said that defending Super Bowl champions are 9-1 and one in those games. Pittsburgh wasn't going to win. They lost by a touchdown. It wasn't that bad. San Francisco, Carlos Hyde looked really good, obviously. Um, and, we'll, you know, we'll get to the Vikings' struggles in, in a couple minutes. But Kaepernick didn't do anything. The San Francisco defense was okay. Can you explain to me why Pittsburgh is only get, giving, uh, you know, giving five and a half points at home to, to a possible – you know, 4-12 and 12 team. Yeah, because people are nervous about what they saw with the Niners. People need to see the Niners lose, which obviously they will this week. To you know, But listen, the Niners beat a team that maybe wasn't ready, that uh, you know maybe doesn't really... Boy, uh, the criticisms for the Vikings have been intense. Sure. Episode. I mean, we'll that's that. a horrendous performance, but I feel, like, I feel like it's so bad that it's not going to happen. It's not like, you know, well, they're not going to... Because that's a 2-14 and 14 team result to get killed by the Niners, who I really yeah. think are terrible. Well, yeah, look, San- Carlos Hyde looked really good, but there's nothing else in San Francisco to be excited about. And the only thing like is that people assume Tom Zula doesn't know what he's doing because he's such a backwards, like, yeah. sad hire. But maybe it's possible he knows what he's doing, in which case, like, they're still not a very good team. There's nothing special about them anymore since they lost all those, you know, linebackers and everybody retired. But, you know, they have a competent quarterback. They have a good running back. There's still some talent on the offensive line. Like, I, I guess they could be a 7-9 and nine team, but I don't think any better than that, the Niners. But the Steelers are much better. I mean, they're missing. But here's the thing, by the way. D'Angelo Williams was like 90% of Levy and Bell last week. It just shows you. And their offensive line, even without Pouncey, is just a lot better than it has been. I mean, the, the Steelers are really good, honestly. That was, that was not, you know, they didn't play so well, but that's not a bad result, like you said, losing in New England. The Steelers are still going to be a very frisky team. Yeah, so I think the Steelers win this game and cover easily. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. They cover. That might be my lock of the week. All right, uh, now we have a game where I think there was another big overreaction to week one in the Vegas line. That's Tampa at New Orleans. And Tampa's getting nine and a half points. And, you know, this, they went to overtime in New Orleans last year. These are division rivals in a division where everybody stinks. But Jameis Winston just looked so bad. Tampa got blown out by Tennessee, and, and people are really giving up on them. And the Saints, by the way, look like the old Saints. They couldn't run the ball at all. They were entirely dependent on Drew Brees. 
Their defense didn't look good. Why are they nine and a half points? I mean, was Jameis Winston that bad? Well, the Bucks were that bad. I mean, they got killed by a team that everyone thinks is bad and doesn't have a lot of talent. Um, so yeah. Yeah, to me, this was my, you know, in my confidence pool, I think I gave this game 16 points. I, I had this over Pittsburgh, San Francisco, or and you're not Miami, Jacksonville. Had, had, you're just saying, you're not saying it's spread. You're just nah, saying no, 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 that's just winner. But I think, like, yeah, the Saints aren't great, but, you know, like, not great means they maybe only win this game by seven because – the, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a t- there's not a lot of like you know bad games this week. I would say the only bigger favorites I have are probably Pittsburgh and maybe Indy. Yeah, the Saints but, are going to be exposed, but not this week. Yeah, well, they were in week one, I think. All right, so yeah, there's not that much to say, but Jameis Winston he has to do a lot of improvement. All right, the next line we have is Detroit at Minnesota. Here's a line where Vegas did not react at all, and it surprised me. They have this at three, which means they think the Lions and the Vikings are the same teams. Remember, last year the Lions went eleven and five, Vikings went seven and nine. But people see both of them as teams that are about eight and eight, nine and seven. You know, possible playoff contenders. Um, the Lions looked good early in San Diego, looked bad late. But you know, they lost to a team in a relatively close game. That, that's also you know a nine and seven type team. So there's no harm there. The Vikings and Bill Barnwell made a point of this on Twitter. You know. They already lost Phil Lodeholt, their best run blocker for the season. Then they lost John Sullivan, their center, and their best overall uh, offensive lineman. They lost him for, you know, the, he's on the temporary pup, uh, IR, so at least for eight weeks. And as Bill Barnwell said on Twitter at the time, he's like, you know, everybody has to get off this Vikings bandwagon because they're not missing their two best offensive linemen. And it really, really showed. I mean, this By the way, that's not really fair because he led this bandwagon for months, and now he said everyone has to get off of it right now. Yeah, well, because when a team's missing its two best offensive yeah, line, but he abandoned nothing else us. matters. He abandoned us on the bandwagon. Well, no, I jumped off also. Yeah, you weren't on, but I was on, and I got tricked. Because I had started the podcast thinking the Vikings were horrendous, and I ended it with, I think, having them make the playoffs or at least going on in seven. Yeah, yeah you had them in the playoffs. I'm you tricked me now. because now I look yeah. at the roster and it stinks. What I, I really only saw well, the ro- like no, the roster's very good. No, actually. it's but not very good. They have a few have- very good players. It's not very good. They have a top eight defense based on talent alone. Uh, and, and they're set, look, they looked really good. Yeah, against well, Kaepernick. they have a top 30 offense. So congratulations. We're, well, we'll get to, let's start with the where, wait, wait, I, I didn't. So I didn't see the game. So I want a report on Adrian Peterson. Did he look okay. Did he look so okay? I, I saw the entire game. Um, I'll say this. First of all, the defense completely shuts down Kaepernick. Carlos Hyde ran like crazy. And look, the Vikings run defense since they, you know, they they, they had they, that three year streak in from 06 to 08 with the Williams wall where they were number one in the league. Yeah, if you guys can't stop the run, you guys have nothing. I mean, not but that. No, it's- but they have, they have been stopping the run lately. They completely shut down Kaepernick. San Francisco did nothing offensively. And look, there were no points in that game until, you know, late, late in the game. Um, it, I mean, it was an ugly. But you guys game. even have like there aren't a lot of good running backs around, but you have some decent. You know, you have Lacey Forte and the Bell Abdullah, you know, combo in your division. So if you guys can't yeah, stop I, running backs, I'm, you're going to be I'm in more- a little bit of trouble. Yeah, well, Hyde ran all over them. That's got to be fixed. And then on offense, let's go to offense. Now, first of all, there was and, – and I've gone on this rant before. I think that the NFL – the whole idea in instant replay that we don't have instant replay for quote-unquote judgment calls is idiotic. Everything is a judgment call. Whether a ball was caught or dropped is a judgment. Somebody has to make a judgment about that. So this is, of course, a rant about um, a pass interference. Even in the Sunday night game, in that Cowboys-Giants game, there were two terrible pass interference calls – one where they didn't call it when Des Bryant was clearly interfered with in the end zone, and one where they called it on on uh, Rogers Cromartie on the Giants, where he wasn't even close to the play, um, and there was no interference. But the worst pass interference non-call that I saw all weekend, and, and Chris Berman and Trent Dilfer, the worst announcers in football, they were apoplectic about this, although Dilfer was yelling the whole game anyhow. Um, 
Bridgewater had a beautiful deep pass, perfectly placed, like 50 yards, which is the one thing people say he can't do. And the receiver had his right hand free. His left hand was being pinned back. And with one hand, he could not make the catch. But it was an obvious pass interference. He should have had first and goal on the one. And that was a seven-point swing right there. Um, but other than that one play, Bridgewater looked really bad. And, and look, he completed, I think, 11 passes in a row at one point. But they were dump-offs. He didn't have time at all. He was sacked four times. He was always under pressure. Their offensive line looked really bad. Um, their receivers just didn't have a chance because plays didn't have a chance to develop. They had the one play where there was a blown call, and that was about it. In terms of Peterson, he had 10 runs, 10 carries for 31 yards, and people are saying, oh, he's done, and it was terrible. Let's be honest. For a running back, especially a, a, you know, a, a bell horse back like bell cow, what's that expression? Uh, I think it's bell cow, yeah. Yeah. A bell cow like Peterson, it's about volume. You can't base it on 10 runs because what if on his 11th run he gains 20 yards when now he has 11 runs for 55 yards? That's a five-yard per carry average. So I'm not really concerned. They just didn't give him enough chances, and that's partly because time of possession. San Francisco had the ball for 40 minutes, and that's because of the fact that the offense you know, couldn't get anything going because the offensive line was so bad. The one big concern, which is funny because nobody mentioned this the entire preseason, and all of a sudden there's an article about it. The big concern about Peterson now is that Peterson is an eye-back formation guy. He needs to get you know ahead of steam before he gets the ball and he runs into the line, and that's how he's been a great runner throughout his career. And last year with Bridgewater, the Vikings switched to a shotgun formation, and Peterson's not a good shotgun running back because he's given the ball standing still. But it's funny because nobody mentioned this, and all of a sudden, yeah, after yeah. Like one, this, this is like something that you know someone's you know leaking when they're struggling. Like, who cares? Yeah, well, but but every article I'm seeing on ESPN and in the local papers is talking about this and how and Peterson's saying, "I don't know if I can adjust to this. It's going to take me time. This is Teddy's team now." And it's like, well, where was this a week ago, or a month ago, or six months ago? You know, I understand he didn't play in the preseason games, but didn't they deal with this in practice? Yeah. So I don't know about that, but I think the bigger issue is the offensive line is really bad. And I'll say this about the Vikings. If they beat Detroit this week, I think they're back to about what we thought they were, which is, you know, a team that's 500, maybe a little better. If they lose to Detroit, I'm saying 6-10. and 10. I'm throwing in the towel. All right. Uh, not, what's uh, the next game? Enough Vikings talk. Yeah. And, and uh, okay, so next time we have Arizona at Chicago. And, you know, me, Bill, and Sal all got this line exactly right. It's the only one where we all said one and a half, where we were all exactly correct. That's Arizona by one and a half, right? Yeah, Arizona by one and a half. Yeah, I mean, What's Arizona Chicago? looked uh, really good in week one. Uh, they, they, you know, New Orleans isn't a great team, but they they, they, they won, which they should have. Um, the Bears stayed competitive with the Packers into the fourth quarter, which is decent, I think, right? Yeah, no, the Bears were fine. That was like, a, you know, that's what the Bears should be doing against the Packers. Yeah, Packers I, I, didn't have, I didn't have too much to say about either, either team in this game. Well, I do. I mean, the Cardinals, I might have to amend, you know, the Cardinals might be beating the Dolphins in the Super Bowl, not vice versa. Oh, yeah, you have the, you have the Cardinals in the Super Bowl, but you have them losing it. Yeah, but I, the Cardinals are really good. Yeah, we should go to the next game, but I, I like the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, the Bears' schedule early is just tough because next week they go to Seattle. So, uh, you know, they can play decent and still be 0-3. And this next game, and here's another massive, massive overreaction. We have New England at Buffalo, and it's a one-point spread for the defending Super Bowl. Oh, I would, I would bet all my money on the Patriots in this game. Yeah, so look, I can see Buffalo winning, and I actually initially no. pre- to predict Buffalo really, to win. You really could see Tyrod Taylor being the Patriots? I mean, Tyrod Taylor just destroyed the Colts. In the oh, fight. yeah, but the, as I, I spent we'll two months telling you that the Colts stink. Yeah, but then you also had them like four on your power rankings, so – well, they're gonna place. they're in a garbage division. Like I also had them winning their division, but yeah, but the power ranking was based on talent. Not, Listen, you know, the, what did I say? From two to fifty three, the yeah. Colts are almost as bad as any team in the league. Okay, well, what about that one? 
for Van Andrew Luck. Okay, well, so the okay. one is good, we'll get, but if he has a right. bad game or if you know yeah. if he all has right. no so we'll time to throw, the so you don't you don't, you don't buy Buffalo at all. You don't well, buy Buffalo Buffalo's Buffalo. fine. They're going to be able to you know play really well against teams like the Jets and the Dolphins and teams with holes, you know, like the Colts or you know the Chiefs or something. But with again, I think they're just at, they're a little bit out of their league playing the Patriots. Patriots are just really good. Yeah. Well. Um, it wasn't that they, easy. With they don't have any. Listen, I. They don't have any. Patriots, Patriots are playing Pittsburgh without their star running back, without their number two receiver, without their best offensive lineman, with a defense with you know a whole bunch of new guys. And the Patriots, you know, they won, but it, it wasn't like they know, got they the ball to their best player at will. I, I'm, I'm not too worried. Well, about no, that no, game. no. Gronk didn't touch the ball except in the red zone. He, only, he had five catches, three of them were touchdowns. He had under 100 yards. You know, he didn't get the ball at will. But um, yeah, I'm not. Okay, I'm not worried. And also, Lewis. I mean, he fumbled, but he looked good for the Patriots. Like I, this it, game, I'm about as interested in seeing this game as any other game we have on the slate this week. I think Buff- Buffalo can really show us something. I mean, Rex Probably. has generally played the Patriots close and lost most close games. You know, he beat them the one time they played in the playoffs. You know, he he got destroyed by them a few times, like the butt fumble game. But I think, uh. Yeah, I, I listen. The Bills might be okay. Like there might be, they probably could be an eight and eight team if Taylor gives them something. But I do think against good defenses. Well, hold on. Uh, you just said that you think they can beat anybody in the league except for the Patriots. They can I mean, play they with can them. The I said. They they can can beat not that they will beat anybody in the league. They can play right. with. You know, their defense is good. Enough, I mean, they won that game easily. A guy like Tyra Taylor will get exposed against a good defense, and the Colts don't have a good defense, but the Patriots do. So the Patriots right. are going to beat the Bills. Very easy. Okay. All right. Uh, by the way, wait. We, we, you, you haven't made your picks. Who did you pick in the Lions Vikings game? Uh, Lions. All right. To cover and to win. Um, and then who do you pick in Arizona Chicago? You pick Arizona? I mean, I, I mean Arizona might be going 15 and 1. Let's, let's be realistic here. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. Um, so I have to put picks on right now. I'm going to say I'm going to take uh, New Orleans. I'm going to take the Vikings. I'm going to take the Cardinals. And you know what? I'm going to take the Bills. I'm, ta- I'm on the you, – you hyped up Tyra. T- I hyped up the Vikings and you bought I like Tyra Taylor, off. but I don't like him to beat the Patriots. Yeah. It's, it's a I strong I mean, good take. Lord, if the Bills beat the Patriots this week, the Jets are going to need to go 12-4 and four to make the playoffs. I mean that division could be insane. Well, we'll get to the Jets. We'll get to the Jets. All right. You're on Monday night, so we got some time there. All right. So now we have San Diego at Cincy. Since he got no respect, it's a three-point spread. Uh, Bill Sal and I all thought that since he should have had more than three, be giving more than three. Um, you know, I mean, look, they spanked the Raiders who stink. But, yeah, look, since he is what since he is, uh, Dalton looked fine. T- Tyler Efrit looked like a really good second option for them. Um, it's maybe it's too hard to judge against the Raiders. Sandy Somehow really I played about early. four different fantasy teams that had Tyler Eifert playing. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Well, I played uh, Gronk and Brady and Carlos Hyde. Wait, nobody so. cares about your fantasy team. <laughs> uh, only yours. <laughs> well, I wasn't talking about my um, team. I was talking about who I played. Yeah. No, I, I said that's who I played against. Okay. I was down 70 going into Monday, and then I took the lead. Uh, going into Sunday, I took the lead, and then I lost again on Monday night. Uh, when, okay. when you're not watching the games all day Sunday because of the holiday and, like, yeah. fantasy is not as fun when you're just checking who won after well, the Well, that's, that's why we had to delay the podcast till Thursday because we needed time to review the, co- the, the all-22 tape for every game, of course. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah. So then here's the game with, with kind of the weirdest line, I think. Tennessee at Cleveland. Um, I, I had Cleveland favored by one. And I actually won this, uh, guessing against the spread against Bill and Sal. Sal had Cleveland by even more, and then Bill had Tennessee by way too much. It's Tennessee by one. Um, I mean, look, Tennessee looked really, really, really good, obviously. Um, and, and I actually think I actually think that they're about a six and ten, seven and nine team. I think they're going to improve a lot 
uh, from last year. And that, that's what I had in the preseason. Uh, our Titans fan, who we've made fun of, maybe we owe him an apology. No. Uh, no, because... I mean, because his Twitter handle is still say no to Mario. No, so. we don't. We don't owe anybody an apology for this because they beat a not good team, and now they're playing a not good team this week. Well, okay, but I mean, but they destroyed a team that people look. Bill, Bill, Bill Barnwell and Ari Gleiser both have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning that division. So it's easy to say Tampa's not good now, but people weren't saying that a week ago. No, Tampa's uh, not good. I we yeah. I said it a week ago. Okay, um, and so did I actually. But um, Cle- let's talk about Cleveland, and we'll talk more about the Jets. Cleveland and the Jets actually played their game pretty evenly, considering the fact that Cleveland lost by three touchdowns. And, and Barnwell pointed this out. There were five fumbles in this game. Yeah, the Jets, Jets recovered all five. And every four of them, them were fumbled by the Browns. Yeah. I mean, in so that- fairness, it was – I mean, not that the other team's going to recover, but you're going to fumble more when you have Johnny Manziel on your team than when you don't. Well, Josh he's just so tried reckless. To pull, tried to pull the John Elway helicopter move. Yeah, that, I mean, obviously, and so there was, right, so that if someone didn't watch that game, like, McCown fumbled flying into the end zone. It, as a helicopter. Uh, he was, the, he was and, out before he hit the ground. And uh, the Jets had a snap over the quarterback's head that was heading for the end zone that Ryan Fitzpatrick, with, like, no arms in the pile, somehow came up with, and they punted yeah. it, and they only gave up a field goal. And then Fitzpatrick throws an interception – and the wide receiver rips the ball out of the, yeah. the defender's hand. So, like, really incredibly fluky plays. And the other two, I think, were just uh, QBs or running backs getting hit in midfield. But Yeah, I, yeah Menzel had a fumble. It's, I mean... Look, th- I still think that Menzel stinks. And I still think this team's ceiling is a little higher with McCown. But he's out this week. Um, so who do you have winning this I, game? By the way, Tennessee when you play Menzel, Cleveland. just punt every time. Because it's it's you're almost like on offense when he has the ball. <laughs> Who do you have winning Tennessee at Cleveland? I, I was so unimpressed with Cleveland. Like, you know, the game starts. and I'm like, well, they really don't have anybody who, who can do anything. Like they were able to get the ball to Travis Benjamin and, and like a couple of their crappy tight ends. But they, they just have nobody who's even decent. So, uh, so I, I, like, Tennessee? I like Tennessee. Yeah, but I don't like them in general, but I like them in this. Game. I had Cleveland and I'm switching it. I'm saying Tennessee goes two and out, baby. All right. Next game. And this is another uh, show me. Show me if week one was legit. Uh, this is a line where Vegas overreacted, I think. Atlanta at the Giants. We both hated Atlanta in the preseason. Uh, you ended up having to win the division. but Yeah, no, I, I came around on Atlanta. Yeah. I think that the coach is I mean, just a really big improvement. Do you remember how bad Mike Smith was? Just like getting him out. Even yeah. if you didn't hire a new coach, you're improving. Yeah. You know, I had – when I had – when I was guessing the Vikings schedule, I had the Vikings losing in Atlanta. And you, like, mocked me. Like, they're not going to lose. Atlanta stinks. Atlanta is terrible. You're going to beat them in Atlanta. And I switched that one, and then I switched back after. Yeah, the I'm, I'm I'm back on the Atlanta's fine. You know, they'll be competitive um, the in Giants, the first round of the playoffs. By the way, the Gi- I mean, boy, I, I don't I don't know how much of the end of that game you managed to catch up. Yeah, on. no, I saw the end of it. Um, I do think and it's such a bad loss, also because like the Cowboys are now missing Des Bryant, and they're just like out of weapons already. And if you had that one game lead on them with the Eagles looking eh, and the Redskins already being completely incompetent, like you know that division is really up for grabs. But I think. Uh, I still think the Giants are going to win that. Yeah, yeah. That right now, with with Dez possibly missing the whole season or most of it. Oh, don't I think say that, that. Please don't say that. I think he. he I, I need Dez. Or even if he comes back, not really being you know 100 percent the entire he's, season. He's the linchpin of the thing that nobody wants to hear me talk about. Yeah, I think. Um, I, the, yeah, you're right. The, right now, the Giants are the best team, but that could be like well, Eagles, Eagles the, Cowboys, and Giants all around the eight and eight, nine and seven mark. Well, to be fair, I predicted the Giants to win the division before the season. Yeah, I was down on the Giants, but now. 
they have so many holes and it's so frustrating to watch Coughlin in like every facet. But I, way, why are they throwing Rashad? Jen- why does Rashad Jennings have to apologize to Eli? That's no, ridiculous. I don't even want to talk about that. That that whole thing is ridiculous. The New York Post they went after Eli not just on Monday, not just on Tuesday, on Wednesday. I mean, uh, Eli got the hat trick of, uh, of New York Post covers. So go back to um, talking about the Mets, New York Post. All right, next game. Yeah. Uh, wait. So who are you predicting to win that game? It's in New York. Atlanta. Atlanta on the road. Wow. So so you are really overacting. Week one. Also, I, I say the Giants win that game. Okay. Uh, It'll still, be a close still, game. I, I feel like. Uh, Coughlin and Eli do something stupider, and he gets six straight New York Post coverage. Yeah, to be honest, he's working for the Tiger Woods record. Tiger Woods, when you know the the like the car crash with the sleeping pills or whatever, uh, he I think he was on the New York Post cover twenty one days in a row. The front cover, not the sports section, twenty or twenty one days in a row. A nine eleven, by the way, only was only on the cover eleven days in a row. Um, Wait, what about Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky? That that's not up there. I don't know if they have the thing is, from back then. Well, the but also the post was was like liberal back then, like before. Yeah, it was, it was a lot by different. Murdoch. Like now, they so, would have like super like lame meme jokes every day on the. Yeah, uh, it's a little, um, a little different. All right, okay. So now we have St. Louis at Washington. Here's another overreaction from Week One. Look, the Rams beating the Seahawks at home. They always is beat what the, the Rams. Do yeah, our Rams fan oh, but predicted the, okay, it. Our the Seahawks fan predicted it. The first of all, this game is going to be totally unwatchable. It's just going to be. The Rams defense in Kirk Cousins' face the entire game, and the Rams like moving the ball and king field goals on offense. Yeah, but should the Rams be favored by three and a half? Yeah, they should be favored by forty. Forty? <laughs> no, I'm it's saying the, the Rams are much the better. Dolphins, like the, the Rams should be favored by six and a half in this game. The Dolphins are better than the Rams, and they and they they you know they won by a touchdown. I don't know. Like this is a really game. good. The Rams do something better maybe than even the Dolphins do, and that's just you know, like stifle the other team. So like the Redskins defense is uh, Alfred Morris, might be Alfred Morris ran for 157 yards last week against Sue and, and Jordan and, and, you know, wake and that, that good Dolphins front front four. Yeah. I mean that the Dolphins might not be as good of a run defense team as we thought, uh, but it is doesn't matter Lewis, because most of the good te- like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it matters. Like the teams right, that so are good run Lewis defense teams aren't even good teams. Please. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go St. Louis. Also, you've convinced me. All right, Miami at Jacksonville. I have nothing to say about it. Miami's going to win. They were a little disappointing last week. It's going to be a closer game than I think people think. I do I think, think Tann- Tannehill, like, he's a little more up and down than I hoped for. I think at this point he kind of is what he is. Um, but I, I, I just think that they're, like, so solid at every position. They're not great. If they give a hey, – listen, if you can run on them, that's going to be a big problem because, you know, if you could let the Patriots run on you and, and that's, you know, part of your game, then – I don't know how they're winning that second round, you know, divisional play- playoff matchup that I had them winning against New England. By the way, this is the second week in a row where it seems like we have a lot of good teams playing on the road. Yeah, it's, a lot it's of very weird. Teams. It's good teams at bad teams. There hasn't been a double digit spread yet. Yeah. It's super weird. I'm sure it's going to correct itself in the next Baltimore week or two. Baltimore at Oakland's the Insane. next one. Baltimore is a better version of Miami. Oakland's a worse version of Jacksonville. Yeah, oh, this is going to be. Yeah, this is this is going to be an absolute destruction. Oakland. Well, but I don't know because Flacco looked really bad. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. Matt McGloin looked way better. I mean, it it doesn't like the, well, Ra- the look, Ravens are going to. I'm on record. Derek Carr is the worst quarterback in the NFL. So well, he's and thing. he's not even healthy, so how about an injured Derek yeah. Carr? I, like, oh, is it Carr or McGloin? Do we know yet? The Raiders have. I don't. They don't know. Doesn't yet, matter. I it doesn't. I, it matter. I'm sure Carr is better than McGloin. Like Carr was a decent game manager last year. You just can't really do anything. The Raiders do have some weapons. You know, Cooper and Crabtree is a fine like receiving core, and Latavius Murray is a decent running back. I think. They just, for whatever reason, can't put it together, and their coach is just so unimpressive. I think uh, it's going to be a long season again for Oakland. 
they're just like, I don't know how you get out of that if you're Oakland. I think you got to get the first pick and somehow get a really good quarterback. But I don't know if even a good quarterback going to Oakland would do anything. They're just such an incompetent sort of setup there. But anyway, who cares? Baltimore is going to win by 30. 30. All right. I haven't winning, but maybe by a touchdown. Okay. So now we get to, if it's not Tennessee or Cleveland, this is the weirdest line of the week. Dallas at Philly. Dallas won in week one. Philly lost in week one. Dallas is defending division champions. You figure it's a three-point spread, right? No, Philly's favored by five. By five. Why? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think everyone They're wants to see, like, here. oh, what's going to happen with uh, with Des Bryant? Because, like, Terrence Williams um, and Cole Beasley the, aren't scaring people. Re- okay, but the receiver is not the key part of, of any There's a little bit this week of, like, the 0-1 teams. Like, people, it sounds like Las Vegas is like, ooh, these teams are desperate. They're going to be playing really hard and throwing the kitchen sink. You know what I heard, by the way? Yeah, tell it's me not, what you heard. It's not like I know Des Bryant's out, but in in the National Football League, you know what it's not about? It's not about the uh the X's Jim's, and O's. It's not about the Jims and Joes. It is about the X's. Oh, it is about the X's yeah. and O's. Oh, okay. <laughs> I somebody did say that unironically uh during the thirty two fans thirty two days, and I loved it. That's pretty funny. Um, um yeah, I don't. I, I look. I think I'm. I'm going to pick the Eagles to win, but I'm going to pick Dallas to cover. Which is, I, and I hit. I hit both of those on a bunch of games last week. So that's I'm going to pick uh, Bradford. This is going to be the game he gets hurt. That's my prediction. <laughs> I'm not two. rooting for it, but yeah, it, like. So who's going to win though? The Eagles will. The Eagles will pull it out. We'll get a. We'll get a last second Sanchez touchdown to uh, Jordan Matthews. Okay. And by the way, I lied. I said the only game where we all picked exactly the spread was Arizona Chicago, but we all did it for Seattle at Green Bay. Also, Green Bay gets the half point bump. Three and a half point favorites at home against Seattle. I'm going to tell you right game, now. But you can't pick against Green Bay at home, right? Yeah, Green Bay is going to blow Seattle's doors off in this game. Wow. wow. I don't think Seattle's like done, but I, I do think they're going to, with time, like at some point, Cam Chancellor is going to come back. And I, I just think what I saw last week, again, they have the same problem they had in, in the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, they had Jimmy Graham now, but like, you know, Wilson has to do so much. Like, Wilson might be amazing because he has to do so much with nothing. Uh, and he has no time to throw, like literally no time to throw. It's scary. Uh, I, I just their their defense isn't good enough to, you know, that I mean, they, they've been winning shootouts or playing, you know, tight games with Green Bay, you know, getting into shootouts. But I don't know if they could do that this year. So they're going to have to, you know, they can beat up on teams where they could get some stops. But I, th- yeah, Green Bay's too, I think right now, right now, Green Bay is too good for Seattle. Green Bay is going to be able to score every time down the field and Seattle's not. Well, look, Rodgers looked really good, but they only had 189 yards. I mean, you know, they didn't move the ball that much. I mean, he's also got players. super young receivers that are going to be getting better, ideally, during the season. Who does? Ro- I mean, you know, he's got Adams and Montgomery and all these guys, Rodgers. Like, yeah, but he, they need he more care time. About those guys. He threw the ball to Cobb. He threw the ball to James Jones. Yeah, well, that's the thing. James Jones was, like, basically out of footballs, and he's their number two receiver now. So, you, you, ideally, well, it, te- ideally for him, like, a guy like Adams is going to step up. Yeah, technically, Oakland is in football, but it does seem like you're out of football when you play for the Raiders. Well, he got cut. Yeah. Oh wait, he got cut by the Raiders. No, he was he he got cut by yeah somebody cut him. I think Ooh, he was on the waiver wire. That I is believe. harsh. Yeah. All right, so he now got let's cut by go. two teams. I think this off season. All right, so now we, we have the Monday nighter. It's your beloved Jets at one and zero. Yeah, I got tied a lot for to first place the in the division, and I said a lot about the Colts already. Again, against against the uh, the zero and one Colts. So yeah, well, I'm going to say the Colts are going to win. Uh, if the Jets are even competent, then this should be a close game. Like they should lose by you know single digits in Indy. Indy's really going to be desperate. If they don't have T.Y. Hilton, it might not matter because I don't know like how much they're going to be able to go to Hilton 
you Rivas. know, with Revis there. Although Hilton at this point, like Revis is not Revis anymore. I already saw last week. Like he's still wow. very good, but he, he I mean, he gave up. Revis. No, he, Revis gave up a couple uh, pass passes to well, so Tra- to Travis Benjamin. But you don't understand. Like I watch, I watch every ball. snap of the first four or uh, I guess four and a half seasons of Revis's career, and. Levante Davis, maybe the best corner. I, I, wow. Every snap of Revis's career. And he had a stretch in, um, I think, his third season where they played in three straight weeks. They played like Steve Smith. They played like three elite receivers. And Revis touched the ball more than the receivers, including passes defensed. Like he literally was on offense the entire game. It was ridiculous. Um, and but, I mean, he was he was he was ridiculously good last year also. Yeah, he was he really good last defense. year, but he also gave up again. He had a season where he gave up zero touchdowns. He had a season where, you know, he he had a couple seasons where he didn't. I think he's only given up until last year. And I didn't track what he was doing last year in New England. Uh, you know, he had only given up a couple hundred yard receivers in his career. For some reason, Stevie Johnson gave him trouble. Um, but I, I think I'm a little nervous about that Cromartie looked awful before he got hurt, like horrendous. Uh, but the guy who came in instead of Cromartie, Marcus Williams, who started the last eight games last year, who they picked up off off the waiver wire last year, is is actually a really good player. Like he's a he was like a, he had like a great eye for the ball in college. I don't know why he ever got cut by Houston, but he's actually he's like legitimately a good player. Uh, ironically, because they spent one hundred fifty million dollars on three cornerbacks in the offseason, and this guy's starting now. Um, I think. With the Jet, first the Jets are interesting because you literally can't run on them except with your quarterback. Like they, their run defense, they're missing, they're missing, you know, maybe the second best run defender in football for the first four to eight weeks of the season in Sheldon Richardson. And the Browns running, you know, 20 something times for 40 something yards. Like their run defense is absolutely incredible, the Jets. You can, you know, the problem is every single guy on their team, like even their safeties are like, you know, guys who who are much better against the run than the pass. That's weird. Um, the yeah so the thing that scares me so, so, so wait so hold on but the Colts you know luck had an off game fine but we had talked before the season about how Frank Gore and Andre Johnson you know could make the Hall of Fame if, if they led the Colts this year I think we forgot they're both just old Andre yeah, Johnson uh, pe- people thought it was the quarterbacks that were the problem in Houston he just might not be good anymore right I, I think Gore might have a little more left if they're giving him you know what what they were hoping to get from Ahmad Bradshaw last year. Uh, although with a few less carries, like if they're giving Gore 10 carries, I think he'll be fine. Um, yeah, Johnson does not scare you at all. He's just another receiver. Again, we talk about quarterbacks making receivers like that Moncrief guy at this point is already better. And they probably have another guy who's better at this point. I think, uh, you know, the Jets are really bad against tight ends and the Colts have two guys who uh, are tough to cover. I th- it, I, it's going to be tough for the Jets because the Colts are going to get some points. It's not going to be like last week. And, I, you know, the Browns were able to move the ball down the field most of the game against the Jets. I don't know if the Jets are going to be able to match them. Like Fitzpatrick's numbers looked OK, but he he wasn't great. Like Brandon Marshall also like this maybe is another reason why, like it's possible Jay Cutler is even worse than we think. Because he's always had good, you know, he's had good receivers for years now. And like, you just like Brandon Marshall, he just tossed the ball up and he went and got it over Joe Hayden, who's like a top five cornerback. Like I haven't, you know, the Jets haven't had a receiver like that in a million years. Marshall's really impressive. Um, Yeah, he's good. Yeah. You know, we haven't had anybody close to that. It's like it's it's a whole nother world. Let me know. You know, you're you know, as a Vikings fan, you once had good receivers also. And it was nice. Yeah. Yeah, um, we've been very spoiled. Yeah, the Jets are also weird. They don't have a tight end. Like they literally have a roster with no tight end. It's very bizarre. 
Um, here's the thing with the Colts because their their vision is so bad, their schedule is so easy. There's no must wins because right. Oh yeah, the, they could fall into and not have any problems. They could, there was a report. Listen, eight, there was a report win, that Ursay is like really down on Chuck Pagano. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah that was stupid. Uh, yeah. I, uh, by the way, uh, you should Ursay fire yourself, Ursay. Like. Uh, I would fire well, Brian Grigson four times this? before I yeah. fired Chuck Pagano. Like if Chuck what, Pagano what, got what, fired Would you kill today, your whole family for Chuck Pagano? If Pagano got fired today, like someone would fire their coach and hire him in the middle of the season. Like the Raiders would, would fire Jack Del Rio today. The, the, Jag, the Jaguars would actually fire Gus Bradley. Like I don't – you know, go ahead. Like he's doing like a good job with you know a lot of – like I don't know why we're giving up all these points because uh, you have one decent player in your entire defense. Jim say. Yeah. So I, they will. I think the Colts are going to be exposed a lot this year. Again, they play a good team like the Patriots. Listen, but again, as I said, I think 8-8 eight eight would win that division, and they're automatically guaranteed a home game. So the regular What if the Titans win that division at 8-8? Eight eight? So so Houston and Indy would both be 7-9? I mean, Houston Houston has to get a D-minus from their quarterback this year. Like Ryan Fitzpatrick played for them last year, most of the year. The, Ryan Fitzpatrick gives you a C-minus. Like, their quarterbacks were terrible in week one. Houston, I mean, Hoyer already lost the job. Like when you lose your job week one, you don't get it back. So Mallet, yeah, unless well, Mallet gets hurt, he, Mallet, it's the guy. And Mallet stinks. Like Mallet wasn't even good on hard knocks. Like he looked terrible. Yeah, but I didn't think either one of them was that bad. I thought the problem was their defense. This was really bad against Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, they don't have a complete team. They have a couple guys like Cushing who are maybe over the hill. Uh, yeah, Joseph isn't as good as he once was. I don't know. I don't know what we're talking about the Texans, but I, I, I mean, I have the Colts winning that game. I'm sure you do too. Well, the Colts are definitely going to win that game, but um, yeah, uh, it's th- there's some ugly Monday nighters to start the season. I guess that's the Bill Simmons uh, punishment theory that you believe in. Yeah, I miss Bill Simmons, by the way, like a family member. Oh, he's coming back soon. He said uh, 12.01 on October 1st, his podcast is going to be back. What exactly is he going to do for HBO? Like, Well, no, I, I think the podcast, I think he's going to do what Adam Kroll did. I think he's going to have his, unless he's going to like Fox or one or Yahoo. I think he's just doing his own podcast network, but I don't know if that works actually. Cause he still has to write for somebody cause he's not writing for HBO. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is anybody going to HBO.com to read the articles? Well, unless he's doing a video because the HBO thing said he's doing video podcast. So unless this is a video podcast, which that HBO has the rights to, then he, I, he's either doing podcasts for Yahoo or Fox sports, or he's doing his own, th- or maybe he's doing his own podcast. Then his, and his column is going to be, in a third place, or maybe he doesn't have a a, a, a gig yet for his column. I don't know. Jeez, or I guess I guess alternatively, he could start his own whole site and do the podcast and the article out of there, and like hire some Grantland people. So what does uh, so what does HBO have to do with it then? Oh, he's got a show on HBO and he's doing video podcasts on HBO and he's like curating yeah, just, stuff. And it's like a right, totally well. separate gig. All right. Well, so that's uh, that's week one review and uh, week two predictions. It's so folks. fun to have football back. Yeah, it is. It will, you know, it was tough with Rosh Hashanah, uh, but next week will be a little bit better. So, yeah, except wh- the, except the Jets play Monday night. I I, I really like you know, it's annoying. It's like a bye week when your team doesn't play on Sunday. Yeah, well, I had it this week. Yeah, it was. It's it's tough to get us fired up about things. Well, your team did actually have a bye this past week. Well, they played like it. Yeah. Well, hopefully they'll all be here. Uh, they'll they'll make it to Minnesota for the week two. All right, so everyone enjoy week two, and we'll be back with a podcast on Tuesday. And uh, tell your friends and family that uh, Thirty Two Fans in Thirty Two Days is back with a weekly podcast. And so tell them to resubscribe if they've stopped subscribing. If you're still listening at this point, and uh, give us a rating on iTunes. We gave a shout out to one of our raiders today. Uh, let's see if we can get a few more of those. Have a good night.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.